good afternoon and happy Friday. <laughs> okay, welcome back to chapter nine of The Horrible Chocolate. <clears throat> so, chapter nine is called A Squealing Coffee Table. Mm. Knock, thump, plunk. Bobby stuttered. It's time to get up, Bobby's mum shouted from the other side of the door. I'm awake, Bobby mumbled. Are you feeling better? his mum asked. What? I'm fine, Bobby replied without really understanding the question. <clears throat> Your breakfast is getting cold, his mum said. I've made you jimpers. I'm coming. Hurry up then. School starts in 30 minutes. Bobby sat up in bed and with his eyes half open, discovered that he was still wearing his checknastic suit. The wet, half-burnt wig lay on the floor and on his desk the green jar with the wonderfully disgusting contents was shining like a magical diamond in the sunlight from the window. Its magnificent magnificence only ruined by the furry cross-eyed lid. Bobby had been so exhausted when he came home in the middle of the night that he barely remembered going to bed. He remembered that his parents had been quite upset with him when he opened the front door, but when he told them he had been with an old man who lived in the sewer tunnels and had to fire off a rat rocket to get back out, his mum kissed his forehead to see if he had a fever, which she, as one would expect from a mum, declared that he had and sent him straight to bed. Bobby rolled out of bed and put his feet into his red pig slippers. Oink, oink, oink. Slippers squealed with every step he took. He winked his way downstairs to the kitchen and sat down by the table. His mum kissed him on the forehead and confirmed that his temperature was back to normal before putting a plate of jimpers in front of him. Have a nice day at school, she said. Don't come home late today. Crack! The front door slammed. A few seconds later... It was opened again. And no old men in the sewers, she added. Clack. The front door slammed again. Bobby was all alone in the house. He jumped up from his chair, grabbed a jumper and put the whole thing in his mouth, chewing as he ran upstairs to his room. Oink, oink, oink. Bobby picked up the jar of monstrous sewage and went back to the kitchen. He had spent a lot of time trying to come up with a horrible recipe with salamander butts, sardine fins, ugh, gymnastic teacher shorts and pig snouts. But that was no longer necessary. Now he could just mix together the very best ingredients he could find and make the most delicious chocolate one could ever imagine. All that was needed to make it horrible was a little bit of the magnificently horrendous sewage. 
Bobby emptied out the candy drawer and poured everything he found onto the kitchen counter. Chocolate eggs, chocolate balls and chocolate mints, cherry candy canes, nugget tops, <gasps> rainbow candy sticks, jelly beans, raspberry caramel and apple chunk chocolate bars. All good things. But he needed more. More delicious tastes to make the perfect chocolate. He sneaked as stealthily as one can in a pair of oinking slippers into his parents' bedroom. He didn't know why he was sneaking. After all, he was alone. And opened Dad's nightstand. There he found his dad's secret stash of chocolates truffles. He took every single one and then went to the garage to get the rest of Dad's secret sweets hidden in the toolbox. The huge pile of chocolates and sweets on the kitchen counter was finally big enough. Bobby opened it all up and threw it into the biggest cooking pot they owned. He put the pot on the oven and turned on the heat. A delicious smell quickly filled the kitchen as all the sweets melted together into a bubbling mass. He got a big wooden spoon and mixed the melting mass thoroughly. Finally, the moment to add the last but without a doubt most important ingredient. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He grabbed one of his mum's hair ties from the clutter bowl on the kitchen table and tied it tightly round his nose. His sense of smell properly stoppered. He stuck the back end of a spoon into the green jar underneath the cross-eyed lid and yanked it out. He put the poor flat rat on the counter turned the spoon around and dug out some of the gruesome sludge and carefully dropped it into the pot. The lump of sewage sunk into the boiling chocolate. When Bobby blended it in with the wooden spoon, it was as if it had turned up the heat a thousand degrees. Fizz! Powerful blue sparks of fire shot out from the pot, the boiling chocolate mass oozing like lava. Bobby hopped away with a wooden spoon, which was now a chocolate, a wooden stick. Its end had melted away in the glowing hot chocolate. Bobby wasn't sure evaporated wood was a good ingredient, but it was hardly the worst thing in the mix. He was sure the bog would never taste it. The pot kept shooting sparks, one of them hitting the furry slipper laying on the counter. Squack! The flat rat sprung to its feet, jumped down from the counter and ran out of the kitchen looking like a tiny cross-eyed coffee table, squealing like a sick chicken. Incredible, Bobby whispered. I thought it was dead. This 
is some powerful stuff. Realising that if he didn't stop the pot from boiling, it would soon become a real live indoor volcano. Bobby used his wooden stick to push the pot away from the oven. He stepped a few feet back and excitedly watched the impressive indoor fireworks. When the boiling mass finally cooled down, Bobby sealed the green jar with a few layers of glad pack before removing the hair tie and nervously sniffing one short sniff. Hmm, smells good. He found a roll of aluminium foil and made as many suitably large rectangles of double-folded aluminium foil as he could before the roll was empty. Once done, he poured the chocolate mixture onto them and wrapped them one by one. Excuse me. Shaping them as best he could into perfect chocolate bars. After about an hour of forming and packing, he had 54 exquisite chocolate bars on a tray on the kitchen counter in front of him. He put the tray in the fridge to let the chocolate bars cool down. And now for the final touch. He was already one hour late for school, but he had to wrap the silver-coloured chocolate bars in something that would make them look like real store-bought chocolate bars. Bobby went into the garage where his dad stored his old juice bottle labelling machine. He used them every fall to label his bottles of homemade pear juice. It would probably work just as well for labelling chocolate bars. It had been a while since last fall, so Bobby blew it clean of dust and chased away a family of ladybugs that had moved in. He put in the plug and the tiny display on the labelling machine lit up. He typed in the first name he thought of for a bar of horrible chocolate. Bath bars. Oh, no, he shook his head a moment later. No. No one, not even the bog, would eat that. Super bars. That sounds better, he said, typing in the new name. Pleased with this name, he put some sheets of the green label paper into the machine and pressed the start button. A short while later, he had a big stack of beautiful, glossy chocolate wrappers. He went back to the kitchen and got the tray with the chocolate bars from the fridge. Another hour went by as he carefully glued on the wrappers. Looking at the 54 neatly packed chocolate bars, he came to think that he actually only needed one bar of horrible chocolate. He'd been so excited with the sparks and volcano boiling chocolate that he let himself get carried away. Oh, he would have to figure out what to do with the rest later. Now it was time to go to school and get his chocolatey revenge. Since he didn't want his parents to find the dangerous chocolate bars and perhaps even eat one, he put them all in his backpack and left for school.
Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Do you think anyone's going to eat it? I hope so. Woo. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to find out what happens. Fancy it bringing a rat back to life. Well, now, tomorrow we'll go for chapter 10 and see what happens, okay? And I will see you all then. Make sure while you're enjoying your day, you take care and stay safe. See you all then. Bye for now.